Okay, here's the one that is maybe the opposite of overconfidence. It's called self-handicapping, and they say they're uncertain about their ability, and they say, I can't do it, so they're afraid to try, and, and that, it's a huge problem. <laughs>
to try to not lie for this next week. And they were monitored, but they were to try and not lie for the week. And it says that the teenager went to bed and curled up into a ball in his bed and was sick with depression because he couldn't do it. And uh, the, the one of the gals breaks down in tears because she uh, says, I still don't think I've been fully honest. And it was just really upsetting. This really upset them to realize how difficult it was to tell the truth. So it was just interesting to, to see that it is very difficult for us to tell the truth if we don't come from the frame of mind of where truth comes from and establish that relationship. And then here was another interesting study that I, I thought was pretty in interesting. It came out into a journal of Nature Neuroscience. They, they had 80 volunteers and they had these jars of pennies and they partnered up. And they were t one of them was told that if they guessed higher than was actually in the jar of pennies, it would be to their advantage and at the other person's expense. So, and then they continued this on and on and on. They did it several times. Well, what happened is every time they did it, the value got a little higher and higher and higher. Basically, it was getting easier and easier and easier for them to lie. They would lie high because they thought it was to an advantage to them, and they would end up increasing and increasing and increasing because lying got easier. So we do know that the more we lie, the more we want to lie. And so this is... You know, again, another reason we need to come clean. Come clean with God. And he knows it anyway. Come clean with God. And so establish that relationship. That's the first thing. So that's another example just showing us how important it is that we come clean with God and that we do not hide in shame and guilt, but we, we grow closer to him and we become, um, our relationship becomes stronger and stronger because we're honest. So that concludes our lying to God section. And I encourage you to go through the workbook and find those action points and try them out. In fact, try them out and then let's talk about them. Let's talk about how it went. And feel free to talk. You don't have to worry about hiding. Uh, so anyway, work those action steps for the first the first chapter and let's come back and talk about it we'll have a good conversation and this is really interesting all the ways that we can lie to ourselves hi and welcome back to our second session i hope you're motivated and encouraged to see the opportunity of growth and the opportunity to lead your kids in that growth because i know when i went through this i found myself very challenged seeing things in a new light and it's good so hopefully you found that for yourself but the real point is then that you can take it and you can teach it to your kids and that's what's going to be just super awesome so we're going to move on now to our next session which is lying to ourselves and we do this why would we lie to ourselves that doesn't make sense but we do we we want to justify things we want to lie to ourselves just to make ourselves feel better i guess but anyway we don't need to do that and if we do that we have a bad relationship with ourself and, and it affects our relationship with both God and with others. So we don't want that to happen. So let's talk a little bit about lying to ourselves. We're going to first go over the different ways that we might lie to ourselves. We might say ignorance is bliss. How often do you say that? Well, if I don't know about it, I'm just happy and I don't need to know if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm not telling the truth, I'm just happy doing it this way. Well, 
again, we talked about truth, and if we're happy with non-truth, that means that we're not really happy. So, so ignorance is bliss is not a good answer. It's not a good answer at all. Secondly, sometimes we want to deny reality, and there might be a reality out there, and we just don't want to face it. There might be something out there that just is overwhelming. You know, what might be overwhelming that you just don't want to face? And there are many things. So then we tell ourselves something different. And what does that accomplish? We need to face reality so we can actually come to grips and deal with reality. So we do that to ourselves. We throw ourselves under the bus. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to grow in a particular area because we just don't want to face it. For instance, somebody might be in denial and say, I don't have a drinking problem. I've talked to people when I knew they had a drinking problem. It was very obvious in their functions. They weren't functioning correctly, but they'd say, nope, if I had a problem, I would say so. And if you don't face the problem, you can't get over it. So that's another one. The next one is overconfidence. And confidence is good. I'm not saying confidence isn't good at all. Confidence is good when we are confident in the right things. But if we are overconfident, we will not grow. If you're overconfident, you won't listen to advice or listen to encouragement or listen to somebody who wants to build you up. So we don't want to be overconfident. One article said 90% of all drivers think they are above average. Well, how can 90% be above average? Because average is 50% and 50% they're below average. So somebody's being overconfident. And 94% of professors at a large university were found to believe that they are better than the average professor. They have a lot of optimism about their abilities. And when we find ourselves in that case, we aren't very teachable. And being teachable is really important to growing and to learning. Here was another interesting one. There was a study that showed that people who depended on their own willpower were least likely to execute change. And this was done for people who were trying to quit smoking. They depended on their own willpower and they changed. They did not quit smoking. This one who developed relationships with other people and a relationship with God to help them and support them in their in their process. Okay, here's the one that is maybe the opposite of overconfidence. It's called self-handicapping. And they say they're uncertain about their ability and they say, I can't do it. So they're afraid to try. And and that it's a huge problem. It's People are afraid to try because they're too insecure that they might fail. Well, how do you learn if you don't fail? How does a baby learn to walk if they don't fall a few times and try? So that's a big problem if we think we're not able to do something. And oftentimes somebody might say, might blame the fact that they had a, a failure on something else that had nothing to do with it, but they were just maybe ill-prepared. They might say that I'm just not good at it. Well, no, that probably wasn't the case. It's probably that they didn't prepare enough for it. So that's another one. The next one is, how do we want to be seen by other people? We do a lot of things to make ourselves look better in front of other people. Look at Facebook. People will put up profiles to make themselves look like something they're not. Give money to a panhandler, or they'll do different things that make themselves look good in front of other people. That's not being honest. That is not being honest with yourself. You need to be what you are and not try to impress others. Another one, they want to cherry pick the data. What that means is they want to pick 
the things that they are going to believe that will su support what they want. And I think we all do that to some degree. It's like we, we want something, so we're going to listen to the people who believe the same way we do. And that's not necessarily being truthful with ourselves. We aren't using our own minds to develop our own opinions, but we're using somebody else's sour grapes. This is really an effort to protect our self-image to ourselves and maybe to others as well. But sometimes if we constantly try for something and we feel like we've failed or not gotten it, we say, oh, I didn't want it anyway. That's not being true to ourselves and that's not going to help us grow. We're not going to grow into developing what we need to develop to, to, a, to grow in a certain area. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to say, oh, I didn't really want it anyway. Okay, this one is called Me and Others. And here's where we try to attribute something that happens or event that happens to a different cause that's out of our control rather than something that we really could have controlled. So here is a perfect example. Let's say you stayed up all night doing something you shouldn't have been doing if you're a student in school and you ended up failing a test. Oh, you can say, I failed the test because I didn't try hard enough. Well, that's not really the truth. Maybe you failed the test because you were doing something else instead of doing what you were supposed to do. So these are all some ways, and there are many more. Leave some in the comments if you can think of some other ways that I have not thought of or listed of ways that we, we sabotage ourselves. We sabotage ourselves because we're not being truthful to ourselves. Honesty is so important for you to grow, and that's why we're talking about it. That's why we're, we're going to expose ourselves to a little bit of ouch, a little bit of ouch. And there's not a soul, including me, that isn't going to feel a little bit of ouch through some of these things. For instance, okay, I'll tell you one of them. I'll tell you me. <laughs> and that is, I remember that uh, when I came to the realization, and this would fit into the last category, I think, that when I would be late to something, I grew up always being early and told you need to always be early rather than late so you're not late. So as time wore on and I had a lot of kids and, and whatever, I kind of got out of the habit of being early and I kind of got into a little bit more habit of being late. But some of the times I remember saying, oh, I'm late because the traffic is really bad. And sure enough, the traffic was really bad, but I also left a little bit late. So it was the two things, bad traffic and leaving a little bit late. But what did I say? I said, oh, I'm, I, I'm so sorry I'm late. The traffic was bad. Well, while it wasn't true, it was maybe also a little bit of omission because I didn't really say the whole thing and that it was because I left late and I didn't leave on time. I kind of told myself that, I think, and maybe I even ended up believing it. I don't know. Okay, let's go over some of the effects that happen when we lie to ourselves. we talked a little bit about how we do it, but now let's talk about what is the result. And the biggest, greatest problem with lying to ourselves is that it affects relationships. You've heard that before, haven't you? It affects our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And then we're in the middle and it also affects our relationship with ourselves. So those relationships are, um, if not totally broken, they're damaged. And boy, does that make life really, really hard. And we don't want that to happen. We want to have a good, strong relationship with God so we have a good, strong relationship and identity in Christ. And that's what will make us strong and confident and, and be able to move forward because when we're depending on ourselves, we eventually come to the end of ourselves 
you've probably seen that in your own life. I certainly have. But when we're depending on God, there is no end of God. Boy, isn't all this a little bit challenging. <laughs> I want to invite you all to a Zoom group where we can talk a little bit more about this and ask and answer some more questions and maybe be challenged in some different ways. But basically, I would like us to all support one another toward the goal of developing honesty in our kids. So if you're interested in this, please email me at lori at kidsstrengthforlife.com, and I'll leave the link in the show notes. But in the meantime, we know parenting is hard, but the best thing you can do is rest in the Lord this week. Mm-hmm.